Equality. Is it negotiable? Should it be subjected to compromise, or pursued at any cost? Surely, pursuit without consideration for others is the very definition of selfishness. If so, it must be questioned: Can one truly fight for their own interests and equality? You want me to explain what happened? Under the notion of equality, a girl from East Keilor High School tried to change our existing soccer league structure to one of her own making. However, we do not believe this to be an appropriate direction for the institution at this time. So you won't call for resignation? Under these exaggerated claims, no. So you won't do anything to address the concerns. Our season begins in a couple of weeks. We will not make such a large-scale change to accommodate one individual. With that said, the board recognises these events have highlighted concerns from a few female members of Education Soccer Victoria. Can you then please address Peter Carey's comments about a trial? Yes. As a token of good faith, we have decided to implement a small-scale trial that has been suggested to us. Education Soccer Victoria would like to announce that in 2019, the first boys soccer team from East Kilor High School will be open to female players. Good luck, girls. From Sun Media, this is the Graduates Cup podcast. I'm Aaron Buyan, and let's backtrack a bit. We just heard were the closing remarks of Education Soccer Victoria's annual press conference. Normally, an uneventful affair. These press conferences are usually a stage to let the public know how the organisation's high school soccer leagues are progressing. However, this year's usual statements were replaced by one of the most controversial announcements in recent history. The plan to allow girls from East Kilo High School to participate in the top male league. Now, until this announcement, I never even heard of Education Soccer Victoria, let alone considered the possibility of mixed-gendered leagues or the idea that people might actually want such leagues. Coming from an engineering background, I am. Familiar with programs to improve the working environment for female employees, and initially I thought this trial was a more extreme version of that. I mean, it's no secret, men absolutely dominate the sporting industry, and that things need to improve for women. With that said, though, I wasn't entirely convinced this was the best approach to reduce inequality in sport. But that got me curious. How are people in the league reacting? Did they see this as a step towards tackling inequality, or something that just 
missed the mark. And when I started asking those questions, I realised there were a lot of things I didn't know. Like, what happened to Education Soccer Victoria to create this trial? And perhaps more importantly, how did one individual cause all this to begin with? With this in mind, I decided to document a visit to East Kilo High School. What I never expected though, was the attention of everyone, just like Education Soccer Victoria, to be focused on one girl. From Sin Media, you're listening to the Graduates Cup podcast. I'm Marin Buyan, and this is my visit to East Kilo High School. Enjoy. What you need to understand is that this state tournament has been in the works for years. So whilst Alice deserves all the credit for pushing the idea and eventually establishing this trial, she never actually came up with it. The idea was first brought up after the Matildas destroyed the 2017 Tournament of Nations, and then again when the W League doubled salary caps. Suddenly, Australia had one of the world's most well-financed women's leagues. Professional players surged dramatically and women's conditions were shoved into the spotlight. However, it only went as far as policy making. Again, Alice really deserves all the credit for aggressively pushing for this and buckling everyone under her thumb. What is Alice trying to achieve through this? She knows better than anyone it's not easy for girls in soccer. Professional female soccer players make up less than 1% of professionals worldwide. It's perhaps the most unequal profession in the world. So she's trying to influence the professional stage by compensating at the local level? In a way, yes. She's attempting to use her position in the team to turn her dream into a reality. Has Alice already joined the boys team? She has, but unfortunately for her, fewer girls have responded than she anticipated. So she's struggling to encourage others? The others are less comfortable with the idea of joining the boys team. Alice is a go-getter with tunnel vision. She doesn't play by the same rules. If a solution is unconventional or detrimental to others, then so be it. That's what makes her intimidating. (laughs) A high school student. Intimidating. (laughs) Alice? Yes. Her ambition will definitely anger the boys. What do you mean? You should stick around for a bit. Her next move will create waves. At East Kilo High School, my first interview was during a training session with the coach of the boys' first team, Brendan Sander, a die-hard soccer fan who teaches Year 11 and 12 mathematics. What I found interesting about him was the way he spoke about numbers and statistics, the fine details, you know, one minute, but then in the next, he talk about the broader picture and the situation around Education Soccer Victoria. Yet still, Mr. Sander focused on Alice on the scale of her current problems with other girls, the impact she's previously been able to achieve through this new trial, and her solution to encourage girls, despite likely provoking the boys' team. But how did Alice get to this point wherein she felt compelled to act? Well, let's return to the start of the conversation. Before I heard about Alice, or her ambitions and problems, to when Mr. Sander was describing the size and influence of the organisation Alice changed. Education Soccer Victoria. There are a number of reasons why the institution has grown so large recently, but certainly the biggest one is the way they've managed to make our league so competitive. Do you know anything about the structure of ESV? ESV? 
Education Soccer Victoria, the institution that manages all these school soccer leagues. I'm going to take that as a no. Okay, well, ESV is kind of unique in the way they've laid the groundwork for competitive school leagues. Victoria is split up into regions, and all the schools within a region compete against each other. The Year 7s and 10s compete in their own leagues, whilst the Year 11 and 12s compete in the 1st or 2nds. And none of these are mixed leagues? No. Up till now, they've all been split into male and female leagues. Even this year, the first girls' league will stay the same. The only difference is that our school's first boys' league will now turn into a mixed league. Okay, besides this year then, it all seems fairly standard. Yes, where ESV differs, however, is their offer of a state tournament, otherwise known as the Graduates' Cup, which is this big, long weekend tournament with every regional league winner for that season. Like the World Cup, the top goalscorer gets the Golden Boot Award, after which the winning captain gets a victory speech and the players... Receive championship medals? It's rather glamorous, but if that was it, students wouldn't be nearly as dedicated as they are. ESV wouldn't be nearly as successful or impactful as it's been, no. The real beauty of it, the reason why they call it the Graduates' Cup, is because they also invite professional scouts. For the uninitiated, Australia's National Men's Soccer League is the A-League, with the W League being its female counterpart. And they're about as professional as you can get in Australia. For students, having a chance to impress scouts of this calibre is a very big deal. Perhaps it's part of the reason the school seems to have invested so much money in their sporting facilities. Just on my walk from the car park, I counted two AFL ovals, four tennis courts, and three soccer pitches. What I'm trying to say is that it feels like the school has a degree of reputation around sport. So when I heard about their accomplishments in recent years, it seemed to me like this was the type of school that would earn those. However, as you'll soon discover, this too only adds to the problem Alice faces. So, to sum up, players have been increasingly interested in school sport over traditional club sport because this state tournament has opened up a potential pathway to professionalism. What I can say is that three players from my squad last year alone entered A-League youth teams straight out of high school. Granted, I had been grooming them for three years. Three years? I thought you said the first team was made up of Year 11 and 12 students. Traditionally, they are, but technically, the first is an open year-level competition. And in 2016, I saw an exceptional group of Year 10 students. So, I broke with convention. And it worked. We won regional and state in 2016. Then, in 2017, we went on to have an undefeated season. And in 2018, well, we won every single match. Oh, wow. Does that mean you've won the regional and state championships for three years in a row? That's exactly what that means. That is quite the resume. However, does that also mean most of your talented players have gone and graduated? Unfortunately, yes. We're practically starting this year with an entirely new team. Hmm. With that in mind, would you be more open to adopt the new rule by um, ESV? For me, it's about the talent. It's always the talent. But would more girls join because of the vacancy? I think it's a double-edged sword. On one hand, it's opened the squad to the biggest opportunity in a long time. But on the other hand, 
There are expectations now, and the squad's as intimidating as it's ever been to join. Let me put it like this. We haven't lost a match since May 2016, and we haven't drawn since April 2017. So, you think most girls don't actually like this trial? No. I think the trial's a pathetic response. Introducing a mixed team into a boys' league, I mean, it's strange. I've never heard anything like it for this age group. There's a reason most sports separate genders around puberty. So then, what exactly happened to ESV to introduce this trial? What causes any institution to act drastically? They started losing money. Remember what Mr. Sander mentioned earlier? Alice is a go-getter with tunnel vision. She doesn't play by the same rules. If a solution is unconventional or detrimental to others, then so be it. If a solution is unconventional or detrimental to others, then so be it. Well... Think of it like this. ESV has three main stakeholders. Schools, sponsors, and soccer clubs. The rise of Alice led East Keelor to propose changes to the ESV structure. Now, given that the ESV structure has been essential to their rise in popularity, they're a little sensitive to changes. However, ESV not only rejected the proposal, they flat out dismissed it without due process. To me, this is an incredibly poor move, like pouring gasoline on a small fire. Suddenly, many students believed ESV were treating different genders discriminately. Word spread, sponsors left, soccer clubs with female teams weren't exactly happy, which roped the other clubs in. And there you go. A problem with every single stakeholder. So what do you do? You save face. You act drastically enough to stop the bleeding, but not enough to really change anything. So you create this pathetic trial. That way, if you pull out later, it's not because you didn't try, it's because the trial didn't succeed. They're betting it's easier and safer to just opt for the girls' league than it is to join a boys, especially the three-time reigning champions. And how can anyone deem this trial successful unless enough girls willingly join? So, in your opinion, ESV views this trial as a temporary farce? I imagine so. Okay, well, there's a lot to dissect there, but you mentioned that this all began with the rise of Alice. Who is Alice? Alice is the person who popularised the rejected proposals, and also the one who almost bankrupted ESV. Fortunately for ESV, Alice was now focused on another group of people. After Mr. Sander excused himself to conclude the first training session, I came into contact with a girl named Grace, who was watching the training session from the sidelines. Through Grace had discovered some boys already had a distrust of Alice. I haven't really thought about where she's trying to position herself within the team, but she's definitely aiming for something. She's dribbling a lot of players and scoring heaps of goals. A real A-grade, A-class Alice performance. Oh! I'll stop with the puns. How the boys reacted to this? Oh, what was it? Mars? Marin. Ah, Mr. Mars. It's been rather divisive. Some boys don't want girls at all. Others think it can help them reach the Graduates' Cup. There's a real 
battle waging right now for the direction of the team. How so? I only know so much, but at the end of every training session, Mr. Sander organises a practice match, and the practice teams lately have been looking awfully similar. From my understanding, they're trying to use the practice matches to sort between who deserves to be in the team. Obviously, if the team that doesn't play with the girls wins a lot, the opposite team's players wouldn't seem to be performing, and Mr. Sander will have less reason to select them for matches. Which would mean less girls play. And of course the same is true in the opposite scenario. Unfortunately, this has led to a mood around training that is really quite unfriendly. So, have you joined the team then? Me? No, 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 no. How many notes was that? (laughs) 10, 12, even numbers are truthful statements. Do you even play soccer? Yeah, but I play for the girls' first team, which doesn't right now have a spotlight glaring at it with a laser beam focus. I take it you don't want to be responsible for the outcome of the trial. Well, this isn't exactly what we asked for. What kind of trial is this? No one wants to be under that pressure, especially me. I am a pressure-free snowflake, unique, soft and meltable under a spotlight. So is a boy's reaction that big of a conflict at this stage? Um, Mr. Sander doesn't know about the rift at the moment, let alone how big it is, but if he did, well, let's just say nobody wants to pull that trigger. So yes, the conflict is fairly big. If that's the case, the girls must have had a sizable impact on the boys' team. Besides Alice, how many others have joined? Look at the practice game now. It's just Alice. You should stick around for a bit. Her next move will create waves. There's a reason for that. The solution to Alice's problem not only has to be big, but as nothing so far has even marginally worked, it has to be bigger than every other attempt she's made. And what makes it worse for Alice? The girls seem convinced to try another approach. So not one other girl has joined so far. When the trial was put in place, for most of the girls, uh, it was just a little too far for them. Mrs. Ender believes that if no one joins, Alice will never change ESV. Actually, he said ESV is hoping for that exact scenario. Look, it's not about who joins. Right now it's about proving girls are capable of playing at the same level as boys. So for now, we're going to work on keeping Alice in the team. Then, when they reach the Graduates' Cup, we can figure out how to best showcase girls' talents. Personally, I'd like to see it go down the route of she's the man and have Alice pretend to be a boy. Because if she then gets approached by a professional male team, it would completely showcase ESV's hypocrisy. I can see where you're heading, but uh, I think your plan may need some work. But more than that, do you know if Alice actually wants others to join? Yeah, but I think it's easier for the boys' team to accept girls joining if it's just a superstar like Alice. Plus, she's like the personification of the movement. Her accomplishments seem a lot bigger as a lone wolf than a pack, and no one really wants to ruin that image. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. We're still talking about a high school student, right? 
Like, I noticed it with Mrs. Ander, but the expectations you place on her, and the impact she's had, not just on the boys' team, but an entire organization? Just how? Well, the reason why Alice has been so successful is because her presence dispels every excuse ESV gave to reject her proposal. Hell, their official stance is that they're unwilling to change because professional female soccer players are incredibly rare. So, how exactly does Alice dispel this? Well, Alice plays in the W League. So, the reason why ESV has trouble dealing with Alice, why the boys are conflicted about whether she should be in the team, and why the girls hold Alice in such high regard, is because she's talented enough to be a part of Australia's National Female Soccer League. To put this in perspective, Alice has joined the likes of the Matilda's very own superstar, Sam Kerr who is still the youngest person to appear in the W League at 15 years and 45 days old. However, Alice's gift that has allowed her to accomplish so much has also, ironically, led to the problem she now faces. Everyone plans around her. Still, that must be hard though. Half the boys are trying to kick her out, Your plan basically isolates her as that lone wolf. Wouldn't you think a pack of wolves could achieve more? Perhaps. Sorry, sorry. Ignore me. Uh, I I shouldn't blurt out opinions on topics I don't know much about. No, no, that's fine. I never really thought about it, but everyone seems to have a plan for the future, don't they? Perhaps I just thought this was the most peaceful approach. If that's the case... Why are you here watching the practice game? Oh, actually, I'm here because Alice asked me to. She wanted me to keep track of stats, like shots and goals, for every player in the practice game. Why would she do that? I don't know how exactly or why she would need stats, but I do know she's trying to split the boys' team apart. Soon after, as the practice game concluded and Grace realised she hadn't paid attention, she left in a flurry of panic to apologise to Alice. With that, I got the chance to chat with the captain of the East Keelor's first team, Kyle, a player described by his coach as, and I'm going to quote him directly here, probably the best player in the league. But throughout the conversation, Grace's last words stuck with me. And perhaps... In a sea of ideas, the way to stand out above the rest is to disrupt everyone else. A method Kyle would also envision. Mixed leagues on the whole are pretty stupid, but particularly here it's just crazy. I mean, it doesn't even feel like a quality anymore. What exactly do you dislike about mixed leagues? Okay, well... Let's say I tackle someone, right? If it's a girl, either I have to restrain myself or if she gets injured, people assume I did it out of malice. Which if you're just playing socially, yeah, whatever. But here, if I can't play to the fullest, that impacts my chances to go professional. So then what do you think of Alice? Alice has spent all of our training days trying to show off. She hugs into the ball, she dribbles all the time and she just shoots from everywhere. You know, I don't really get what she's doing and honestly, It's kind of disrespectful to come into a team sport and just think you can just do whatever you want. 
Do you think she is trying to encourage other girls to join? No. No, the only girl watching is Grace, and even she's forced into it. Which is just really sad. It seems like Alice must act pretty drastically to recruit these girls. Mmm... Worse than that. I mean, if this group of girls can't find the courage to play, no one in Victoria would. What do you mean by that? I mean, like, not only do they have Alice, but they organised the entire strike against ESV. The entire girls team signed a petition, called sponsors, and met the W League representatives when Alice organised a one-on-one. They did practically everything as a group to inflate their presence. They should at least be expected to, you know, follow through. You sound almost annoyed that they haven't. <laughs> yeah, for the amount of trouble they've caused everyone, you know, to stop right before I could prove how bad they are annoys me. You can't just send your best player forward and pretend you're all that good. I heard they have a plan if no one else joins. I've heard that plan too. Isn't it just convenient? So then, do you know if Alice has planned to recruit more girls? Mm, no, I haven't heard of any such plan. Not that it matters anyway. Why is that? Our first game is this coming weekend. We've only got one training left. If ever they expected to potentially play, honestly, today would have been the last day to join. Wait, no. If that's true, what exactly is Alice planning to do? Look, like I said, all she's done lately is just show off. Hogging the ball, dribbling unnecessarily, shooting everywhere. You know, if anything, she's acting like a striker, which is weird because she adds far more value to the team as a midfielder. Do strikers get any advantage in the state tournament? Everyone sees them score goals, but they also get less of the ball. You know, if anything, if you want to get scouted, you play in your best position. But Alice probably doesn't care about scouts. She already plays in the W League. That's right. I mean, she wouldn't care about the scouts, would she? She's just trying to show up ESV and achieve something at the Graduates' Cup. This is why the guys who support Alice are so clueless. All they can think about is using her to get to the state tournament. They don't realise it'll come at the cost of the team's true potential. Wait, what do you mean? Alice doesn't care about the team. She's just trying to prove herself. Alice wants to replace our strikers so she can claim the top goal scorer award. And the golden boot. I mean, the strikers who are helping her win the practice games are unknowingly helping her take their own position. You know, if it weren't for the consequences, I'd almost help her teach them a lesson. What consequences? No, it's nothing now. I mean, once the others hear of Alice's plans, she'll lose all support. Originally, I was concerned that if the girls planned to pretend they were all as talented as Alice would work, they would have stolen resources and lied their way to the top. And I was worried. It wouldn't stop there. After that, I thought it'd follow other workplaces. There'd be some sort of quota and we'd be forced to share, you know, like, uh, like a 50-50. And, you know, that happened. You, know, you can say goodbye to the Graduates' Cup, we know. Or perhaps he's worried a girl more professional than him will steal his thunder. What? Admit it. You can only be worried if you think I might actually achieve something. And if that happens, you wouldn't be the star of the state tournament. That was Alice. Alice, the girl who almost bankrupted ESV, who coordinated the team towards one goal, whose very presence sparked discord within the boys' team. And, if that weren't enough, the high school girl who plays in the W League. The one known to everyone stood in front of me. And after introductions, it took no time at all to get straight into it. 
I've heard a lot about you recently, but uh, can you tell me, in your own words, what do you hope to achieve by playing in the first team? I'm hoping to change the attitude towards girls in soccer so we can get more professionals into the sport. I assume by first changing ESV? Yes. I believe if we change soccer at a local level, it will filter through to the professional level. Except you can't convince ESV to change. And why not? Do you honestly think that if ESV weren't convinced before, that this trial will change their minds? I mean, they said it themselves. To be successful, ESV must prioritise these events with the largest impact, and introducing your idea would relocate those necessary resources. I'd argue that promoting a growing section of your sport would be more impactful. And if that's the case, should we not ask for some form of equality? But this entire trial is a sham to equality. It makes people focus on genders, not the players behind the team. You know, if people stop focusing on talent, what's the point of the Graduates' Cup? (laughs) Honestly, who thought playing a mixed team was ever a good idea? Well, I'm sorry, but I didn't exactly want them to turn this into a mixed team. Wait, Alice, what did you say? I never wanted to turn this into a mixed team. All I wanted was for girls to stand on equal footing. So, when people discovered I played in the W League, I got them talking about the tournament. But to my surprise, ESV was having none of it and decided to install their own ideas. I think the trial's a pathetic response. Introducing a mixed team into a boys league, I mean, it's strange. Well, this isn't exactly what we asked for. What kind of trial is this? When the trial was put in place, for most of the girls, uh, it was just a little too far for them. I never intended for it to end up like this. I didn't want to restrict the boys in any way, but now, to get what we want, I have to. Alice, what change exactly did you propose to ESV? I proposed the establishment of a female graduates cup. What you need to understand is that this state tournament has been in the works for years. The idea was first brought up after the Matildas destroyed the 2017 Tournament of Nations. And then again, when the W League doubled salary caps, suddenly Australia had one of the world's most well-financed women's leagues. Professional players surged dramatically and women's conditions were shelved into the spotlight. The reason why Alice has been so successful is because her presence dispels every excuse ESV gave to reject her proposal. Hell, their official stance is that they're unwilling to change because professional female soccer players are incredibly rare. Suddenly, many students believed ESV were treating different genders discriminately. Word spread, sponsors left, soccer clubs with female teams weren't exactly happy, which broke the other clubs in. So what do you do? You save face. You act drastically enough to stop the bleeding, but not enough to really change anything. So you create this pathetic trial. That way, if you pull out later, it's not because you didn't try, it's because the trial didn't succeed. They're betting it's easier and safer to just opt for the girls' league than it is to join a boys. The Graduates' Cup is this amazing event that just last year helped three East Kilo players enter the A-League. It spurred East Kilo's ultra-competitive sport environment and changed the attitude schools take towards sport. So it's ridiculous to me to think that there isn't some sort of female equivalent out there. A girl can only compete against local schools. They cannot receive the same awards as a male player. And most importantly, 
There has never been an ESV event for girls to get the attention of professional scouts. So as much as we don't want to, I need girls to join this mixed team so that we can stop discrimination like this from occurring. I want to show ESV what the girls in these leagues can do. I want ESV to know that they made a huge mistake in not granting us a female state tournament because we will win. Not just a few matches, not just the regional league, we will win the Graduates Cup. We will prove to them that girls can compete on exactly the same level. And to do it, I plan to captain the team. Huh? I've asked Grace to keep track of the practice games and I'll tell you what I've noticed. We've both scored seven goals. Watch this season's goal count because by the end of it, I'm going to beat the best player in the league with it. Then I'll be in a position to compete for the captaincy. That's what I have to do. I need to use the captain's victory speech at the end of the state tournament to criticise ESV in front of their biggest sponsors. Nothing else I can think of can send a clearer message. Really? Uh, you have to go for the captaincy? Really? I no, 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 no. Not like this impacts anyone, yeah? It's not like humiliating ESV is going to jeopardise anyone getting a contract, yeah? Yeah? Alright, if we're just going to step on others anyway, how about this? If I'm captain, when we win the championship and you're still part of the team, I'll use my victory speech to tell everyone how great of a player I am and that I took a team through the finals despite ESV handicapping us from the start. How does that sound to you? Would you like to know the best part? If you're captain at the Graduates Cup, you won't have Grace's plan to save you because as the face of the team, you can't pretend to be a guy. Doesn't matter. Grace just announced she's joining the mixed team. The Graduates Cup is a Sin Media podcast and could not have been created without the help of Creative Victoria, the Community Broadcasting Foundation, Crystal Roxas. Madeline Plum, Rachel Alford, Pat Chirico, Ron Kurtz, Leneth Svalen, Andrew Duncanson, Patrick Farnan, Daniel Ryan, John Cheer, Lindsay Green. If you want to keep up to date with the Graduates Cup podcast, you can visit us at our Facebook page, The Graduates Cup. You can also visit us at my own personal YouTube channel, Marination, that's M-A-R-I-N, Nation, we'll be uploading subtitled versions of the Graduates Cup podcast. If you're interested, the Matildas are actually playing right now at the Women's World Cup. They're playing their next game against Brazil on Friday the 14th of June, 2am, Melbourne time. And they're playing against Jamaica on Wednesday 19th of June, 5am, Melbourne time. Go check them out. Thank you for listening, and until next time.